Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mindful as Another Podcast. This is Paige, another Paige week, so we're in it for a bonus. You might hear my kids in the background because it is one hour past bedtime and zero out of three of my kids are sleeping, so hang on for the ride. I'm going to tell you that much. Also, you'll find me cozy up in my gigantic bed that I just bought and I love. Brand new to me. New to me. (laughs) Biggest bed I've ever had. My first frame as an adult, and I just could not after... The day I've had today, imagine getting out of this bed to report a podcast. So, gonna get cozy and my favorite spot with my favorite people, all y'all. So, today I am talking about positive parenting using natural logical consequences. So, when we talk about mindful parenting, positive parenting, attachment parenting, like they're all a little bit different. So, you know, whatever juice is in your cup. I'm here for it. But what I hear often is that people assume I'm soft. That because I'm I do positive parenting um or mindful parenting that I don't have my kids don't have consequences, we don't have boundaries, um that you know my kids get away with all kinds of stuff. There are several different parenting styles. This one that I'm specifically discussing right now that people think positive parenting models. So there's a difference between parenting styles and parenting models and theories. Positive parenting model is not not parenting your children. Okay, so that's where I want to start. And that's where we're going in today. Buckle up. Buckle up, fam. We're going for a ride. All right, first things first, we're going to talk about the four different parenting styles. Raise your hand if you've heard of parenting styles before. I feel like so many in our generation of elder millennials, that is what I shall call us, the elder millennials, um, are aware now that there are different parenting styles and typically we can identify the parenting style that we were raised by, okay? So four different parenting styles, they kind of exist on um, a continuum of responsiveness meeting demandingness, okay? So this is in no particular order. Parenting style number one, permissive. Permissive, I mean, kind of sounds like permission. So think of it like this. You give your kids permission to do whatever they want. It's child-driven. You rarely give or enforce rules and you overindulge your kids to avoid conflict. So to avoid having to set boundaries, to avoid having to provide consequences, essentially to avoid having to do that difficult part of parenting. Sometimes and I might dig into this a little bit later, when you are yourself raised by a parenting style that is very strict, we call it authoritarian, so very strict, lots of rules, occasionally you'll fall more in the permissive side of parenting because, right, we're not trying to do the same damage to our kids that our parents did to us. Um, So typically you fall into the permissive category when you essentially avoid specific parenting tasks that are going to call for boundaries and consequences and um, follow through. Okay. Parenting style number two, authoritative. Okay. 
Authoritative involves, it sounds like authority, right? Shared authority. That's what I'm going to call authoritative is shared authority. So this is when you solve problems together with your kiddo. So you have a voice, but so does your kid. You set clear rules and expectations. So even though they have a voice, they're heard, they have an opinion, you still have rules and expectations for your child that are helping teach them the ways of the world. Okay. You have open communication and you work with natural consequences. So that means, you know, if something happened, we're going to have a talk about it. And then there are going to be consequences associated with that, whether good or bad. Consequences aren't always bad. So good or bad. Okay. So one permissive, you're giving them permission to take over. Authoritative is shared authority between you and your kid. The next one that you have is authoritarian. And I don't know why authoritarian makes me think of the military. So just the word alone, authoritarian. It's very military-esque to me. Authoritarian, very military-like, is parent-driven. So there's a hierarchy then in the parent-child relationship that you rely on for power. The parent has the power. It is parent-driven. There are strict rules and there is punishment. Punishment is different than consequences, okay? Punishment is meant to instill shame to change behavior and it is not successful. Okay. So that's different than consequences. Consequences are for teaching and educating our children. Punishment is for inducing shame. One-way communication um, from the parent to the child. So very little consideration of your kid's social emotional needs, behavioral needs. They have no thoughts and opinions. What I say goes. Okay. So a lot of us, the elder millennial, were raised by authoritarian parents. What I say goes, right? Okay, so parenting style number four, and this is just a brief overview, is neglectful. So this is uninvolved or absent. You're just not there. You're not meeting needs. Very little nurturing. So what I mean by little nurturance or guidance is just generally you're not involved, right? We're not involved. We are not involved in school stuff. We're not involved in day-to-day stuff. And we're indifferent to social emotional needs or behavioral needs. We just couldn't care either way. Unlike authoritarian, which you are aware of the social, emotional, and behavioral needs, but you have very little consideration for them because, again, what I say goes. So here's what I want you guys to hold on to when I talk about parenting styles. This is a whole continuum, okay? Depending on the day, I might be permissive. Depending on my energy level, I might be permissive. You're not going to be perfectly one style or in one style 100% of the time. Hey, especially if you were raised with a specific parenting style and you're working right now to unlearn those patterns for your own parenting. Okay, I was raised in a very authoritarian, military-like family. What the parent says, go. No talking back. Um, specifically, a weird one is around food, right? Like you eat everything on your plate before you're allowed to get off this table. And so trying to unlearn those patterns because we've spent our whole life, you know, those patterns being installed in us for or else there's a punishment or consequence of some sort, it is very easy to slip back into some of those, even though you're actively trying not to. Okay, so I want you to know that most people are going to be like a healthy combination of a few of these, and that's okay. And I encourage you to do more research on the different parenting styles and see if it's working for you, if it's not. Hey, when you go over the different definitions of the parenting styles, to me personally, authoritative is the ideal parenting style. Maybe it's not for other people, right? But that's the one where we're working really hard 
to solve problems with our kids. We're setting clear rules and expectations, and we also allow space for consequence for learning opportunities. So authoritative is my drive. Some days I have no energy and I'm permissive, and some days the parents in me seep out like their grandma seeps out, and I'm authoritarian, and that's okay. Okay, so now that I kind of covered the four parenting styles, if you guys have questions, email us at mindfulismotherpod at gmail or get us in the comments of this podcast. Now I'm going to talk about the difference between natural and logical consequences. I use them interchangeably for a really long time and I am a therapist. And sometimes I feel like it's always a consequence. Like I'm like, whatever, natural, logical, it's the same thing, but they're a little bit different. And I want to walk you through what each of them are and then give you an example of how you can use them in your own life. So consequence, a natural consequence is one that just happens without any part of the parent. Like we're not enforcing anything. We're not telling them to do anything. Usually um, what a natural consequence is beneficial for is that it allows there to be a learning opportunity without a parent-child argument and then the child still learns the lesson so some examples of this include like um, your kiddo doesn't want to wear a coat in the winter outside and given that like there are no safety concerns then all right well the coat's going to be here when you're ready I can't not tell you how many times my daughter's kindergarten teacher lectured me because she didn't show up to school in a coat. And I was like, look, her coat's in her backpack. When she's ready for it, it'll be there. Right? Natural consequence. She's going to get cold, so she'll put the coat on. Because I didn't try to drive home this lesson, which kids don't even listen to us anyways most of the time, right? Like, so (laughs) when we're in an argument with our child, that is not the time to teach or drive home logic. Okay? So, I don't know if you ever had a debate over clothes with your child. If you have, that is not the time to lecture or try to educate them on how cold cold is and why it's important. Um, they'll learn that lesson if you allow them to learn that lesson and give them the space for it. So, that's an example of a natural consequence. Another one, um, your kiddo argues that there's no homework tonight and the next day they have to face the teacher in their school or they get a bad grade. That could be a really hard one. Or they spend all their allowance. And now they have no money for the new video game they want to play. Lots of opportunities. Some of this happens in social scenarios. And that can be really hard too. So our kids cheat and playing with friends. So then our friends don't want to play with them anymore. Because they cheat. right? And this is a great one to model with your kids. When you're playing video games with your kids. If you're playing board games with your children. These are all really great opportunities to model that. So natural consequences are consequences or learning opportunities that occur naturally because of the dynamics of the relationships like either the social relationships with your kid and other kids siblings parents whatever or with like naturally occurring elements I will say that as long as there's no safety concerns you don't ever want a consequence to put your child at risk for injury or it's not safe a logical consequence involves an action taken by a parent And so what I like to talk about for logical consequence is that basically the punishment fits the crime, okay? And so even parents who are very attuned, who are authoritative, mindful, positive parents, 
can apply consequences. Again, consequence is different than punishment. When when I say punishment, I want you to think of instilling shame. Um, and that is not the goal when we're parenting our children, right? Like you want your kid to have a healthy self-esteem. You want them to do well. So we're talking consequences. We're talking learning opportunities. A logical consequence is a consequence instilled by the parent or caregiver that makes sense for the offense. So an example, their toys are left out all over the place, even though you've had a conversation about needing to put away your toys. Now our toys get a timeout. The kiddo misbehaves at dinner, they're acting silly at the dinner table, then they need to leave the table. Hey, it depends on where your boundaries are. So when I say positive parenting or mindful parenting, I'm not saying permissive. I'm not saying that you don't have consequences or that you don't have boundaries. And that's really important for us to understand. When you allow for consequences, you're going to seem like the mean parent, right? And we are kind of, it's mean because they had to learn a lesson. Um, consequences are what influence most of what we do on a daily basis, even as an adult. So unpleasant outcomes keep us from repeating the same decision. So what we're doing is basically giving them a pre-run, right, for adulthood. If I just no call, no show to work one day or multiple days, there's a consequence and I am not going to be okay with that, whether that's losing my job or losing their job, right? And we've all had to learn natural through natural and logical consequences into adulthood. And so the more opportunities we can foster for our kids to experience natural and logical consequences and help them make those connections, the better off they'll be. That is my spiel this week. And I'm going to share a very personal story with you guys about what this looked like in my family. So I work from home a few days a week And two of my kids come home after school and they hang out. So I'll have a session, HIPAA compliant, confidentiality, don't worry. But I have very specific rules that they follow while I am in a session. And my session is 50 minutes long. When it's done, I'll come out and check on them, make sure they have all the snacks they want. So we have very specific rules and we talk about the rules and the expectations of their behavior before I start my meeting. So one of those is we don't get into food without asking. When they get home from school, they're allowed to have as many snacks as they want. I will, not really. Okay, I give them a fruit and we usually have cheese or popcorn, but I give them two snacks out of our snack drawer, which is what I name it, and then they can have something else. And then after that, we don't have any more snacks because dinner's going to be ready soon. So the rule when I am in my meeting is we do not get into snacks, okay? They know this. I tried a whole bunch of different interventions for this and sometimes I lose my mind and sometimes I don't but for a couple weeks I tried a sticker chart and it just wasn't working the way that I had hoped and so I needed to do more research before I try that again but it just wasn't working because then they would say this happened while I wasn't there and they would accuse their sister of doing something and they shouldn't get a sticker and it was like a whole ordeal so we just have rules and expectations now so this time I had my meeting, great meeting. I come out and my kids have devoured an entire package of hot dogs to themselves. They cut it up into tiny pieces, filled up an entire plate with ketchup. And then we're sitting on the couch. All these are like no-nos. Sitting on the couch, eating their hot dogs and watching a show. And so I'm like, what is going on? So as I start to investigate more of the tornado that has destroyed my home, 
I'm finding eggshells literally everywhere, like outside of the trash can, on the floor, on the rug, in the living room. And I'm like, what's happening? I had just made 12, 12, one dozen. I almost said 12 dozen. I almost made, I had just made one dozen boiled eggs because my family loves them as snacks. And my kids tried to peel eight of them, eight of the 12, and weren't able to get the peels off all the way. So they just threw them in the garbage. So there were eight half-peeled eggs in the garbage, eggshells all over the house, hot dogs are gone. That was also what I was going to use for dinner. I was going to make the mac and cheese with hot dogs. So I'm just like livid. I'm so angry. And so I was planning on, I just had a stressful day. And so one of my favorite things to do to release is to take my kids to this park where they usually find tons of friends. And like I can walk around the park and watch them play or I can play with them. It's just a great release of energy at the end of the day and for us to like reconnect and spend time together and so they were like mom we really want to go to the park we really want to go to the park I'm super angry at this point I'm like I don't know how to handle this I don't know what consequence I want to put in like we were just so hungry we needed to eat and I was like I gave you a snack right before I started my meeting was only 50 minutes long like you know what the rules and the expectations are And so I'm super angry. I'm like, guys, I just need some time. I need to think about it. I'm not okay and I'm not ready to talk about it yet. So we're driving to pick up their little sister. We get her in the car. We're driving home and I say, okay, here's the deal. I want to go to the park. So I don't want that to be the consequence for you guys not listening and following directions. I need to go to the park. I want to go to the park today. So what do you think would be a fair consequence? Okay, this is my example of a logical consequence in our house. We have imposed consequences for them that make sense with the behaviors. Um, And so I've been teaching my kids how to pick their own consequences for a while. And I wasn't sure what kind of consequence or what kind of punishment would fit the crime for sneaking into food. Sneaking is like a rough word for me around food. But eating the snacks that they weren't supposed to eat versus the snacks I gave them when I was in my meeting. So I'm not trying to like restrict them from food or tell them they're not allowed to eat anything because that will just heighten the behavior. So I'm like, honestly, at this point, I almost don't even know what consequence would fit the crime. So I'm asking them, like, what do you guys think would be fair? And so my seven-year-old and my five-year-old both suggested something. My seven-year-old said, What if we sat out in timeout at the park for six minutes before we were allowed to play? And that's because we broke the rule. And so we have to take a break before we can play to prove that we can listen and follow directions. And I was like, okay, seven-year-old, like you're on to something. I'm listening. Continue to barter your offerings unto me. And my five-year-old was like, what if we go to bed 15 minutes early? Because we broke the rule. And so that means we must be tired (laughs) and we need to go to bed. You can obviously tell like how I explain their brain shutting down to them. It's like your brain is tired and it needs a break. (laughs) And so then my seven-year-old was like, I don't agree with that consequence. And they proceeded to debate about what consequence they felt was most fair and most appropriate for them for 10 minutes, guys, 10 minutes. And it was like the most beautiful and entertaining conversation for me. I was still angry. I'm still angry that we got into snacks, that we broke the rules, but 
like there's a consequence and so they weren't happy about it finally like my five-year-old was like look if we take a time out then it's going to cut into my playtime and my seven-year-old says well so we're going to bed but probably more so my five-year-old says okay i agree let's sit in time out at the park for six minutes before we can go play let's see if mom's okay with that so then they approached me and they're like mom we think that it would be fair if we sat in time out for six minutes and I was like, okay, if you feel like that is the fair and logical consequence for breaking the rules, that's what we will do. Okay, so they picked their own rule. So for them, it or their own consequence. So for them, it made sense to them that that could be a consequence for breaking the rule. So that's the first buy-in I have right there. The second buy-in was that they got to negotiate it together. And so the purpose of that was to help them understand the what the logical consequence was tied to and why. Even because I was not going to provide a consequence surrounding food, I wasn't going to take food from them or restrict them from food. But they decided what was appropriate and why. And so then we, I went a little bit further with the conversation, which sometimes you can do, sometimes you can't. I said, okay, so why are, why are we experiencing a consequence right now? Like, well, because we ate snacks. It's like, okay, was eating snacks the problem? Is eating snacks something that I don't let you do? And they're like, no, we can eat snacks. And I was like, okay, so what was the problem here? Why do we have a consequence? And they said, the problem is we broke the rule. And I was like, there you go. That's right. So then we kind of talked through it. And at the end, they're like, we're sitting in timeout for six minutes because we broke the rule and ate snacks without asking like okay so what was the problem in there oh we broke the rule so what's the consequence we have to sit out we can't play for six minutes at the park so then they got what they wanted and i got what i wanted i am not a big fan of cons of punishing or providing consequences to myself okay my kids do something i'm going to pick a consequence or assist them in picking a consequence that i'm okay with i was not okay with not going to the park I needed to go to the park and I didn't want to be having a consequence for something I didn't do. So we still went to the park and then they got to pick their consequence and bring it to me and see if they, if that was an, you know, a fair consequence for what had happened. Okay. So that is my example in positive and mindful parenting where yes, I was angry and yes, I had to take some space and I talked to them about why I was angry. But also, like, I took the time to problem solve with them. I gave, when I was ready, I gave them the space to understand what the consequence was for, like, the purpose of it and how it applied. And they got to also discuss their consequence and pick their consequence and felt like it was fair and it made sense for what had happened. And then, you know what? Both of them participated in the consequence without any kind of argument or fight I didn't have to fight with them I didn't have to discuss it with them they sat on the bench at the park for six minutes and waited until their six minutes were up and then went to go play so that is my story today of logical and natural consequences and how even as a mindful positive parent you still use them you still have rules. You still have expectations. Don't let anybody tell you you ain't parenting your kids because that's not right. Um, and how to use them. All right. If you guys 
liked or even listened to this week's podcast episode, I will encourage you to like, subscribe, save, share, um, tell your friends about us. It helps the pod. Lindsay and I are here. We are actively communicating with other mamas in our group on Facebook, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. We have uh, Ask a Mom Friend Wednesdays. We have Mom Fail Fridays. We have Mom Guilt Mondays. All opportunities where other moms kind of share what they're experiencing and ask for feedback from the from each other in the group. If you haven't yet, that's one of our best places to receive all of our content. Um, Lindsay and I always share information there first. We do free classes. We answer questions for free. And we also um, give all of our low-cost um, workshop and options there first with special promo codes. So if you're not there yet and you're looking for a mom community that's not judgmental and is just looking out for each other who also happens to love Post Malone and caffeinated beverages, this is your spot. So find us on Facebook, Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting. And to end today's episode, I'm going to go over my Mom Veil Fridays. So I'm going to start with mine and then I will read two of our listeners because I love them. And if you don't know what mom fail is, we're not actually telling you you fail as a mom. A mom fail is an embarrassing, hilarious moment um, that just happens as a mom. It's inevitable. They happen all the time. And the joy of sharing mom fail moments is knowing that other moms go through the same stuff all the time. Hey, creating that sense of universality and connection because we literally are all experiencing this. So my mom fail. My three-year-old is potty training, right? She's in a really good spot where she doesn't need a diaper like all day. Well, we, she really needed to go. There was a porta potty. We went to the porta potty. She is really good at locking doors, which is not my favorite skill that she has learned, but she locked herself in the porta potty. So I couldn't get in and she was in there for like six minutes and I started to get suspicious. I'm like, okay, right. It's time to get out of the porta potty. We have friends waiting. Like other people need to use it. It's like, no mom, I'm just, no mom, no, don't open it. So I like start to pick the lock of the porta potty and I get that she's like locking it again as I'm picking the lock. So it's like this battle of the locking mechanism. And I'm like, I will defeat you anyways, or I will bust this whole porta potty open and nobody wants to see it. So I finally get it unlocked and I open it and she had stripped totally nude in a very crowded park and then it just went running streaking through the playground so I'm chasing her naked butt down with her clothes fresh out of the porta potty and that's my uh, mom fail this week (laughs) okay so here's one um from a listener it said there was a time when my son Marcus would stall bedtime by telling us he had to go poo-poo and as a lot of moms know you can ignore most stalling techniques but there there was no ignoring this one it had to happen and so I'm trying to get him to go to the bathroom it's not working he just spent the last 30 minutes in the bathtub or in the toilet pretending to poop and nothing was happening and then one night Punctuated by extreme mommy exhaustion and impatience, I just couldn't take it anymore. And after the 15 minutes, I said in a very stern voice, Marcus, you need to shit or get off the pot. No one was around to hear this, which probably makes me crazy for retelling the story, but it happened. I'm not proud, but there's definitely truth to the old saying, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't meant to apply to toddlers refusing to go to bed. <laughs> um, 
one of my like personal mom catchphrases is god damn it which I'm whatever it is what it is I'm a cussing mom I don't do it a ton around my kids but it happens what's super funny is when my now three-year-old started to talk she if she dropped something and had to bend over to pick it up she would go oh god damn it and like really frustrated and I just died (laughs) okay one more mom fail so most recently I was on a bird scooter and I fell off I fractured my ankle and ended up having to have surgery I had been in a boot for a month and when Parker finally understood what happened he asked if I fell off a scooter like hers and if so I had to be more careful at the park like she is Oh, that's great. I love when my kids lecture me. I'm really big because I'm a therapist. I'm really big on social emotional skills with our kids. And so Alayla um, earns money. She does extra chores and she earns money for those chores. And she had saved up and she took all her money today to the book fair at school. And she came home with three books, two on dragons and one ABC book. And it's called the ABCs to live by. And there's really beautiful message in it it's like c is for compassion e is for empathy i was like oh this is really this is wonderful and she's like mom i bought you this book and i thought it was the sweetest gift i was like thank you so much she's like yeah now you can read it when you feel mad (laughs) i was like well that backfired on me just a little bit all right well that's this week's episode i appreciate you guys being here Lindsay just launched her mini meltdown guide or her meltdown mini guide is what it's called. I'm sorry, guys. It's called the meltdown mini guide. And this walks you through how to handle meltdowns for your kids ages zero to five, whether they're public, whether they're private. And it gives you a bunch of tools to use to be able to help manage them and help your kids manage them and learn more about them. And then this month, I'm talking about um, how to not let summer steal our sanity in the Facebook group. So that is a free class I do once a month in the Facebook group on a different topic. This week, this month, I will be doing it that first week of June. How to, how to keep summer from stealing your sanity. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here and I'll catch you next week. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.